If you want to generate more leads through your website, then this episode is for you. In it, we're going to share 15 of the most often recommended conversion rate optimization strategies that our consultancy team suggest to people that request the Exposure Ninja free website and marketing review. So buckle up, grab a pen and paper if you need to, and let's get stuck in. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja digital marketing podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja podcast. My name's Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency that helps our clients get more leads and sales through their website. And this episode is exactly about that, particularly how to get more leads through your website. Now we're gonna be talking about conversion rate optimization. So how to generate more leads from your existing traffic rather than getting more traffic. And the 15 tips that we're gonna be running through actually shared by the Exposure Ninja consultancy team who spend all of their days uh, doing marketing reviews and working with businesses to help them improve the performance of their website. So these are the 15 things that we find ourselves recommending most often. Now it all starts with your website performance and your conversion rate optimization. If you've been a long time listener of the Exposure Ninja podcast or you've seen our videos on YouTube, then you'll know that we're big fans of improving your website's performance because it improves the performance of any traffic source that you're driving to it. If your website is turning more of your visitors into leads, then your paid ads become more profitable, your SEO becomes more profitable, your social media becomes more profitable. Anything that you can do to drive people to your site becomes more profitable. So we've got 15 tips. Some of them are about tracking and testing. Some of them are about tools. Some of them are about tweaks and messaging, calls to action, all that sort of thing. If you are a long time listener of Exposure Ninja, then some of these may feel familiar, but I challenge you, Are you implementing all 15? Let's go. Okay, tip number one. Make sure you have conversion tracking set up correctly and that you can see exactly how many leads you're generating from each different traffic source and through each different landing page on your site. The famous quote, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. The trouble is I don't know which half, attributed to John Wanamaker. Well, these days, John, you wouldn't have to worry because you've got Google Analytics, you've got Tag Manager allowing you to track conversions on things like phone and email clicks. Of course, you can track email email form submissions as well. So there's no excuse not to be tracking the leads that you're generating through your site so you can work out which traffic sources are bringing you in the highest volume of leads and you can increase them and maybe dial back some of your energy and the areas which aren't so productive for you. Tracking leads also obviously allows you to work out which pages on your site are performing well, which are underperforming and look at closing those gaps as well. Okay, tip number two is to add a call to action to your website header. For those who are new here, call to action is the main thing that you want your visitor to do. So if you're a lead generation business, typically a call to action is get a free quote, inquire today, uh, book a consultation, book a call, something like that. So it's the next step in your sales process. Now adding your CTA, your call to action to your website's header, so the bit next to the menu, can be a great way of increasing your conversion rate because it makes it extremely visible. header is often sticky at the top of your page, meaning when someone scrolls down the page, the header stays there and they can see 
the header and the menu at all times. So if your call to action is in there as well, then they can see it scrolling down. Check out ExposureNinja.com as an example. You'll see the free website and marketing review, which we offer, which by the way, you should definitely go and request. And you'll see that that yellow button sticks at the top of the page as you scroll down. So it's always visible. Now, the great thing is here that that means it's visible whenever someone is ready to convert. So not only is it, you know, you're hitting them straight between the eyes with it as soon as they land on the page, but it's very visible and it stays visible as they're moving down the page. Tip number three is somewhat related, and that is add contact forms or lead generation forms above the fold on every page of your site. So as soon as you land on the page, some kind of lead capture form offering people a logical next step and inviting them to submit their name, email address, phone number, and a short message. It's a great way of generating more leads because for those people that are ready to go right now and that they're ready to, you know, they just need to fill in their details into a form and move on to the next thing on their to-do list. This can be a great way of increasing your conversion rate, particularly if you're offering something which is, you know, very straight straightforward to understand. It's a quote form, it's an inquiry form or something like that, because you're giving those very impulsive people, people who are ready to make a decision right now and become a lead, you're giving them a way of doing that very quickly without forcing them to hunt round. So by putting it in the most prominent area on your site, in your header and in the above the fold section, you've got a great chance of increasing your conversion rate. Tip number four is to showcase awards, prominent clients, um, accreditations, those types of things as close to the fold or even above the fold as you possibly can. So in the video version of this podcast on the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel, you'll see an example of a site that we've built for Chas, chas.co.uk. And you'll see that just above their main featured image section on the homepage, they have a list of really prominent clients that they work with. Now, this is a great conversion booster because as soon as somebody lands on your page, you have credibility because they can see these other famous, well-known brands that they've worked with. But you can also use this strategy to show accreditations that you're a part of or memberships or even payment gateways that you accept. This is all about building credibility and social proof. So if your potential customers are landing on your page thinking, I don't know whether to trust this business or not, showing logos of things that they recognize can be a great way of instantly making that connection and building trust. Tip number five is to add a clear benefit positioning statement above the fold and preferably on the featured image. So this is when you land on that page and you see that headline in the main featured image section on the website, you see that headline that describes what the business does. Now there's a great example on one of the sites that we've built for a client, caterpillar.com, and you can visit this at C-A-T-I P-I-L-L-A.com. Now they sell these high-end, awesome looking cat scratches and cat beds and cat shelves. And the headline that we use on the site is luxury cat furniture for happy cats and stylish homes. So this tells you pretty much everything you need to know about the business. It tells you what they sell. It tells you that the happiness of the cat is important and stylish homes. This is for people who don't want that kind of cheap plastic 
rubbish littering their houses. So it's a very clear way of explaining exactly what the business does. So in your main benefit positioning statement that you write on each page of your site, and obviously the positioning statement will be different according to the page that people are on. If people are on the home page, then this is going to describe the business in general. If people are on one of your sub pages, then it's going to describe that service. But really what we want to do and what a great positioning statement does is it summarizes the business and entices interest. It gives people a reason to choose you over competitors. We have a separate podcast and video all about how to identify your positioning statement and how to work out how to position yourself in the market. But using this type of thing to actually tell visitors very clearly, very compellingly what it is that you do, for whom and why they should buy from you is a great way of setting the scene immediately and showing your perfect customer you're in the right place. This is where you need to be. So staying above the fold for tip number six, and that is to use a high quality featured image. So this is the often the background image that's behind the call to action and the text on a lead generation site. Now, this is so obvious, right? Use a high quality image on your website because it's the first image that people are going to see when they land on your page. And yet so many sites use either really like overly generic images or they take their own images of their product or their service and it looks low end. The thing is that image does so much to the initial first impression that people have of your site. This, for many people, their impression of the design of a website is their impression of the images used on that site, right? People actually don't look at design and the images used as being different things. They look at it as the same. So you can have a really nicely designed site, but if you use low quality images, it's going to look rubbish. And that's what people are going to be judging you on. So if you want to appear to be a good quality professional business, then obviously you need good quality professional photography and ideally your own photography. So pictures of your business or your products or your office or whatever, something that represents you. If you have to use stock imagery, that's absolutely fine. We build lots of sites with stock imagery, but try to use stuff which matches the style of the business and also matches the other images on the page. This is really important. One of the things that makes stock imagery stand out is when an image jars against the style of other images on the page. And of course, all those, you know, 3D graphic images of the little people and the letters and the graphs with the big arrow shooting up to the right, just bin off all of that stuff. If it looks generic, if it looks like some computer generated stock image thing, just, just get rid of it. It doesn't deserve to exist anywhere on the internet. Tip seven is to use credibility of third party reviews like Google My Business, Trustpilot and that type of thing. And preferably, again, put them above the fold on your homepage and on each of the pages on your site that is often used as a landing page. One business that does a great job of this is National Accident Helpline at national-accident-helpline.co.uk. Now in their featured image section, they have a really clear headline which says, National Accident Helpline is the UK's leading provider of personal injury advice, services and support. Every day we help hundreds of people who've been injured in accidents. I mean, that's a great positioning statement. It tells us exactly what they do and UK's leading gives them credibility. And then just underneath that, they have the Trustpilot icon with excellent rating 4.7 over 19,700 reviews. This gives them loads of credibility and answers one of the main objections that people might have, particularly around personal injury solicitors 
headquarters, which is, is this a reputable company? Well, they've just answered that because they've got over 19,000 reviews. Now, even if you don't have 19,000 reviews, just showing some kind of third party credibility like a Trustpilot score or like a Google My Business score is a way that you can immediately build a bit more trust with people that might initially be skeptical. And it's just another way that you can stand out from your competitors if they're not doing this and very few are. Okay, tip number eight is to add additional calls to action either as blocks or sections or buttons throughout the pages on your site. So when someone lands on your site, they're either going to be very impulsive, someone like me who just fills in a form and then I'm off and I'm gone. Or they're going to be the sort of person that needs to do a bit of research. They've got objections that they need to work through in their head before they can fill in the form and contact you. So it's really important that we cater for this, what we call dual readership path. We need to allow the impulsive people to do their thing immediately. And we also need to allow the more, um, you know, the, 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 the researcher types to do their thing. What's really important is that the researcher types, when they are ready to convert, they can see a call to action. What we don't want to do is give them a call to action immediately. They're not ready to do it yet because they need to read through, they need to think through, they need to answer their objections. And as they go down the page, they, you know, they become more and more sold on the idea of working with you, but they can't see the call to action. They don't know what they're supposed to do yet. Well, they may or may not remember that there was one right at the top of the page. So, you know, particularly on mobile where you might have a page that's like 10, 15 page scrolls long, people never really need to be too far away from a call to action button if you want to maximize the conversion rate on your website. So one of the things that we'll do, and again, you can see an example of this in the YouTube video, is uh, to repeat the call to action or echo it as we go down the page. So we'll have a section of text maybe about why do business with us. We'll have a section of text about here's some of the things that we do with a call to action at the end. We'll have some testimonials with a call to action at the end. So the call to action is kind of like the, the comma or the full stop that happens after each section on the page. And it's just there to allow people to convert, to become a lead whenever they're ready to do it. So maybe they are ready to do it after two page scrolls. Maybe they take four page scrolls. Maybe they take 15 page scrolls. Whatever it is, we want to be there when they're ready, when they, we've finally stacked enough of the, you know, imagine the scales, right? The risk versus the reward. We've stacked enough on the reward side of those scales for the potential customer that they're ready to convert and we want to show them a CTA. So echoing it in your body copy as well as having some kind of sticky CTA maybe in your header can be a nice thing to do because as they're reading through the body copy that CTA stands out because it's kind of punctuating the, uh, the flow of the page. Now you'll want to do this on your home page, you'll want to do this on your services pages, so the sub pages on your site, but you'll also want to do it on blog posts and content pages as well. Now blog posts and content pages, you might sometimes run a different form of call to action because a lot of that traffic will be more informational in its intent. If I've searched for something that brings up a blog post, usually I'm looking for information rather than to convert. So you might want to offer something different rather than whatever your main commercial call to action is in your blog post. And we'll come back to this in tip number 14. Okay, tip number nine, add a testimonial section to the key pages on your website. And key pages we're calling any page designed to generate conversion. 
questions. Loads of different ways of doing this. You can have a testimonial scroller with text testimonials. You can have a static testimonial section, which is you know a testimonial and a picture of the person that's requested. You can use video testimonials if you can get them. Now, often video testimonials are more believable because you can actually see the person. Um, and if you can get video testimonials from your clients or customers, then fantastic. That is in many ways the optimum approach to take. But if you can't, using text testimonials with meaningful specifics about the customers. So for example, it might be the name of the customer and their business, or it might be the name and their location if it's B2C. But giving your audience, again, reason to trust you. Every time we ask them to trust you, we want to give them a reason to trust you. And testimonials are a great way of showing them that, other people made this decision and they lived to be happy with that decision, right? That's the that's the thought process that we want. We, we don't want our customers to feel like they're the first person to take a risk with us. We need them to feel like this is something that people in your situation do, people in your situation choose us. You can also use your testimonials strategically to answer objections or call out specific reasons that people have either for not getting in contact with you or key concerns that lots of people have. Um, so for example, you'll see on our free review page when we offer our free website and marketing review, one of the objections that people have about requesting a free website and marketing review is that it's just going to be a generic thing like every, you know, all the other things where you put your website in a tool and then it just gives you a bunch of red crosses and tells you that you're stupid. In our website review, we don't do that. We give you a video. We show you how it works. We explain what your digital marketing priorities should be. So we use testimonials along those lines to say, you know, I've used free reviews before and they're rubbish. This is by far the best I've ever had because we know that that's an objection that people have and you can do exactly the same. So what are the objections that will prevent someone from requesting your CTA and how can you find a testimonial which answers those objections? Okay, tip number 10 is to optimize all of your subpages so that they follow the same sort of layout as your homepage. One of the main mistakes that people make with conversion optimization is they focus on improving their homepage layout, but they don't work on their subpages. So their subpages might be the different service pages that you have or the different sectors that you work in or whatever, the pages that aren't your, your homepage basically. Now, the mistake people make is they think everyone comes into their site and, and they use it a bit like a book, right? So when you open a book, you open the first page, you read the first page, and you move to the second page and the third page and so on. You go through in sequential order. Well, on your website, very few people do this. They jump around everywhere. They come in from all sorts of different places and particularly non-branded traffic that doesn't know you will often come not through your homepage, but one of the other pages on your site. So you need to make sure that your sub pages are optimized for cold traffic, i.e. people that don't already know you that haven't been through your homepage. So if these subpages rely on prior knowledge, they rely on prior understanding and someone who's been through the homepage first, they're not going to be performing where they need to. So what we need to do is take a very similar approach to what we're doing on the homepage, but on the service pages. So clear headline, call to action above the fold, credibility through testimonials, use of logos to build credibility again. So it's these same principles, but implemented on every single page of your site, not just the homepage. Okay, tip number 11 is to run some split testing with a tool like Google Optimize. Now split testing can be a great way of finding out what works and testing different theories. So 
One of the mistakes that people make with split testing when they're trying to improve their conversion rate is they go really, really small. They go micro with their split test. And they'll do things like test different button colors or test capitalized call to action button versus lowercase versus title case, whatever. And the trouble with this is the improvements that you're going to get from that sort of test are so small, they're almost insignificant. So what, unless you're generating, you know, thousands and thousands of visitors every single day and you're getting huge volumes of traffic through your site, it's going to take you a long time to work out what the winner is and to get any kind of measurable benefit from these types of tests. So instead, I'd urge you to be a bit bolder with your test. Test larger things. Test completely different page layout entirely. Test a totally different call to action. Test very different above the fold layout section. Test a completely different approach to copy. Test putting testimonials above the fold. You know, it's these types of larger tests that are more likely to drive a significant improvement. And I'm also not averse to multivariate testing, i.e. testing lots of different changes at the same time. People get a bit funny about this and they say, yeah, but if we get a great result, then we won't know which specific thing made that result happen. So therefore we can't replicate it later on. But here's the thing, when you're testing lots of variables, they're all playing off against each other anyway. So even if you're doing single variant testing, you don't know that putting testimonials above the fold on another page layout is going to get you the same lift. So you're always kind of doing multivariant testing anyway. So I'm a big fan of just test something big, test something bold. You're gonna work from and you're gonna absorb the winning combination anyway, and that's gonna be the thing that you're gonna move from. So don't get too hung up about it. Just test big, test bold, and test things that you think, you know what, there's a real chance of this making a significant difference because that's gonna give you enough data to make very confident decisions about the result much earlier than if you're looking for a 0.01% increase in conversions over a six month period, which is pointless. We'll all be dead by then anyway. <laughs> okay, before these final tips, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, please consider doing so and leave us a review. We really love reading the reviews. It gives us loads of energy. We also love to hear about any topics that you'd like us to cover as well. So consider mentioning in your review, anything that you'd like us to cover in future episodes episodes and we read every single review. So it really means a lot. Okay, on with the tips. Tip number 12, testing with livecall.io. Livecall.io is a really cool little widget. If your business generates leads or you have a phone team for generating leads, then Livecall may well become your best friend. It's a little widget that sits at the bottom of the page, jumping up and down every so often, offering your website visitors a call back. What happens is they'll click on that little widget, a little box will open where they put their phone number in, and then the Livecall system will call you, it'll call your phone team, and it'll then call the person who'd been on your website back. So for your phone team, it kind of ghost calls you, it says, you know, you're getting an inbound call from blah, 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 and then it'll call the person straight back. So the visitor, the experience to them is like the website has just called them back. It's a really nifty tool and can be a great way of increasing your phone conversions. But obviously you need a decent phone team to be able to do this. I'm reminded of a client that we installed this on. Live call all 
also offers you the option to record the calls as well. Um, and <laughs> interesting, the, the client said, well, it's this widget, we're getting lots of calls, but it actually hasn't increased our total conversions. When we reviewed the call recordings, we found out the phone team really didn't know what they were doing. They didn't really have scripts in place for their sales calls, so it wasn't really making an impact. But <laughs> the tool works. Um, it's just up to you how much you, uh, how much you build the processes around it. Okay, tip number 13 is to supercharge your website copy by creating a pain point or USP list. So one of the main mistakes that people make with their website copy is they treat it as kind of text, right? A wall of text. We've got this beautifully designed page with conversion things in place. And then we just need to fill this section with words. And it doesn't really matter what the words are. We just need to stuff some words in there and hopefully they'll look right and they won't mess up the design. Big mistake. Your words are the message that your salesperson says when they're talking to a customer. The words are really important. Not for everyone, but for a lot of people. And if you're going to write compelling copy, you need to understand where your customers are. So the questions, the concerns they have, why are they searching for what you do? What are their pain points? What's keeping them up at night? What is buying your thing or getting in contact with you going to do for them? If we can call out these things in your website copy, that increases how compelling it is and increases the chances that they're gonna convert with you. So bland, boring copy is often a symptom of a business or a copywriter not understanding the client's pain points and not really understanding why that business does what it does. Why do people choose you? If you can't enunciate that in your website copy, then people won't choose you because you're not giving them the clear reasons to do so. You can then bake your calls to action into your copy, refer to them throughout. This is a great way also of increasing your conversion rate because then your calls to action uh, are kind of relating to things in your copy rather than feeling stuck on and, and slightly separate from the message on your page. Okay, tip number 14 is to run lead magnets or lead nurture for top of funnel traffic. Huh? <laughs> okay, so you've got visitors coming onto your site that are ready to become a lead right now. But you've also got a lot of visitors on your site that aren't ready to become a lead right now. Maybe later on they will, but right at this moment, they're not quite there yet. They don't have enough commercial intent. Now, many sites just completely forfeit this traffic. They optimize their site just for the very bottom of the funnel traffic, the people that are ready to take an action now. And they ignore the top of the funnel traffic because it's harder to monetize that traffic today or this week. If you really want to maximize your leads though, you will offer this top of funnel traffic something else. Remember, they're not ready to become a lead for you yet. So you might want to offer them some information. You might want to offer them a buyer's guide, uh, an ebook, a downloadable, some case studies, some stories, more information, a brochure. You're going to offer them something in return for their email address. And what's going to happen then is you're going to start to build up an email list of people who are top of funnel traffic, which you can send into an indoctrination sequence, which leads us seamlessly, a beautiful segue into tip number 15, which is have an automated indoctrination sequence, which turns cold top of funnel traffic into warm bottom of the funnel leads. So you've got this 
lead capture piece on your site for people that aren't yet ready to do business with you. They go into your email list and then what happens? Well, ideally you will have a carefully mapped out sequence of emails that goes through a process of, we say indoctrinating, which is a bit of a nasty word, but you get the gist, right? It goes through a process of educating the customer about what it is that you do, why you're different and why people choose to buy from you. This sequence can be two weeks long, it can be a year long, right? I think we've got about a year worth of emails in our indoctrination sequence, but actually we've got clients that, you know, we've signed up clients that first contacted us six years ago and they've just been following and they've been getting stuff um, over that time, becoming more and more uh, fans of Exposure Ninja and, and learning and getting excited by what we do until they're ready to become a client. And this is what an indoctrination sequence does, but it does it on autopilot. So you're not having to go out there and manually kind of warm people up and follow up with them. So that's tip 15. 15 is to build that sort of indoctrination sequence. Now we have other podcast episodes and videos on doing exactly this and automating your sales process through email marketing. So check those out if you haven't already. Okay, 15 tips then. So tip number one, set up accurate conversion tracking. Tip number two, get calls to action in your website header. Tip number three, get above the fold lead capture forms. Tip number four, showcase awards, recognitions, um, and big clients above the fold if possible, but underneath your featured image section. Tip five, use a clear benefit positioning statement to say exactly what you do, who you do it for, and why people choose you. Tip six, high quality featured image. This is your shop front. This is the first impression. People are judging you on this stuff. Tip number seven, clear credibility using third-party review sites like Trustpilot, Google My Business. Tip number eight, add additional calls to action throughout the site. You don't just want to rely on people becoming a lead through the form at the top of the page. Tip number nine, add testimonials to the homepage and also every page on your site designed to generate leads. Use video if you can, text if you can't. Tip 10, optimize key subpages using the above tips. Don't just apply this stuff to your homepage because remember, people are coming into your site from all sorts of places. Tip 11, split test using Google Optimize, but be bold with your tests. Don't be meek and test a couple of different pieces of copy or oh, let's try a full stop in our call to action button. Let's be crazy and try a comma as well. Tip 12 is test with livecall.io. Use that little callback widget to see if it increases your inbound call volume. Tip 13, supercharge your website copy with customer pain points. Understand what your customers are going through and refer to this repeatedly in your copy to align with them. Tip 14, add a lead magnet onto your site to cater to those visitors that are further up the top of the funnel, they're not yet ready to become an actual lead for you, but they will download something because they're interested in at some point in the future, they are potentially going to become a lead. And then tip 15 is to build an indoctrination sequence on autopilot that turns these people into customers when they are ready to convert. So 15 ways to increase your leads. Now, if you need any help with this, everything that we've covered today is exactly what Exposure Ninja does for our clients in case you can't tell. So we help our clients get more traffic, but also get more conversions by optimizing their website and doing things like the email marketing side of things as well. So if you're interested in working with Exposure Ninja, then you can request a free website and marketing review from us. Just go to ExposureNinja.com and fill in your info about what you want to do with your business over the next 12 months. 
the digital marketing that you're doing currently. We will then review your site, review your digital marketing, have a look at your competitors and what it's going to take to compete and record you a video showing you where we would suggest putting your priorities over the next six to 12 months to hit those goals that you've given us. If you're then interested in working with Exposure Ninja, we'll have that conversation and talk through the different packages that we have available. If in doubt, go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and request your free review today. There's no obligation to become a client. This isn't like a high pressure sales thing or anything like that. You'll get a really genuinely useful review, which has had over 500 five-star reviews from people saying things like, I can't believe it was free. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your review today. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Click like, click subscribe if you haven't already subscribed and Who else do you know that might benefit from this? We really love getting stories from people who say, oh, so-and-so shared the podcast with me and I absolutely love it. That means the world to us. So pass it on. If you enjoy this, pass it on. Who else do you know who might benefit? Until next week, see you soon.